Anthropologies, this freaking store name. White women love shopping there. What do what what are they selling? Women's clothing, accessories, and home goods, beauty products, oh. mugs, custom Ooh. mugs. Look at this. Look at this mug. Someone made this by That's hand. That's a nice mug. It's a no. Yeah. It's a really shitty mug. I could make this mug, <laughs> and this shit costs like twenty dollars. But because it's artisanal, because it was handmade, and I'm like, bro, I can artisanal. make this. I I literally can make my own mug. What are you bitching about? You, it's a gift. I know, but like. You got it for Why? free, and yet you bitch about it being twenty bucks. Because I can't believe she paid twenty dollars for this, for this mug that like five year old could make. It's better than rectal prolapse. <laughs> Who would give I mean, you a rectal prolapse? God. <laughs> no. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai. And joining me tonight, we have our poster extraordinaire, Natai. Shut the fuck up, Natai. <laughs> I didn't say anything. What are yeah, you? Yeah, no, what, what the heck, don't, dude? Don't you have to say anything. Bro, we're just vibing. We're just vibing. Man, yeah, this guy. What so a cranky. party pooper. This Jeez. guy. Ugh. It's not my fault I have a recognizable cadence to my voice. Anyway, we I also mean, have Razar oh, Source Reveal yeah. John. Hey, check out this new mug made exclusively at a at Anthropology. How much did it cost to make? How much did it cost you, John? I listen, no one's gonna ever know how much I, I hate anthropology. I, I don't understand <laughs> this store. Not the field of science, the store. No, there is okay. First and foremost, there is a store, a retail store called Anthropology. What does it sell? Nothing related to actual anthropology. It sells home goods for women and cups and shit. Like, just things. Stuff and things. And and it's... Women love this store, and I don't know why. I don't get it. You imagine know, if there was the an actual store... Minutes. Imagine if there was an actual store called Anthropology, and the only thing they sold was, like, old-fashioned. Like, like See, that would make sense. From the Roman Empire Literally, days. anthropology is forever 21, but instead of the target demographic being 13-year-old girls, it's 30-year-old women. I'm not going to lie. For the past 20 minutes, for every time you said anthropology, in my brain, I thought entropy. I'm like, wait, what does it have oh, to yes, do with entropy. entropy? What the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of speaking of speaking of entropy, uh, we're here tonight to do a spoiler cast for uh, Oshinoko, probably the biggest hit of this, the year so far, anime wise. I'd say the year, yeah. So far, I'd say yeah. Um, so probably made the biggest splash. I'd say yeah. Yeah, sure, before yeah. we do, before we do, like get into it, I do want to remind everyone out there: if you like what you see here, do uh, give us a like, comment below, uh, and also subscribe if you want to see more of Anime Club After Dark's stuff we got going on. Uh, but let's get into the technical info first, so we can get that out of the way and the sort of non-spoilery stuff. Uh, so this anime was made by Dogakobo. Uh, for those who may not know, Dogakobo has worked on a few uh, anime that I think those of us here on the podcast have liked over the years. Uh, we have New Game, Plastic Memories, um, that shitbox Umuru-chan. <laughs> I hated Umuru so much. Oh, no. I absolutely no. Who liked hated... it? I don't know. Who, who... 
Why? Uh, oh, dude. She's oh. the guy who doesn't shit. have a sister. Yeah, that's yeah, the guy. The guy who watches this anime and thinks, "Oh, yeah, that's hot." <laughs> not not people <laughs> who actually have siblings. Or like, I hate this so much because I this is my younger sister to a T. I will fucking end her. Uh, they also worked on Gabriel Dropout, which is another anime I really love. <laughs> good God, can't like <laughs> anything in this bitch. No, absolutely not, dude. Um, Oshinoko was actually based on a manga that was written by Aka Akasaka, who is the uh, creator of Kaguya-sama, and illustrated by uh, Mengo Yoko Yari, uh, the mangaka behind Scum's Wish. Um, now, and it kind of shows in the character designs, I think. Now, I got to say, so when we did the season preview, mm. we were like, why? Why is Oshinoko literally, I think it was like rank three or four of the season, yeah. like anticipated like anime. It was near the it was top. Hyped. It was near yeah. the top. And I was just like, I've never heard of this. And then we watched the trailer and I was like, yo, 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 Sobe's making the, the fucking uh, OP. Like, I, I'm in. That's all I needed. I was like, oh, I love, this is a banger OP. I'm, I'm banger in. Banger OP. And to be fair, that's that's a lot of stuff with you though. Like it's a bagger OP. I'm there. I will be yeah, there no matter yeah. what. <laughs> I need what's one good hook to get me to watch your show, producers, Anime Japan? Just make it a good music, make good song, yeah. good ED, good OP. I will watch. Mm. Begrudgingly watch just because that song is so good. But I remember I, I knew nothing about it other than Yosobi did the OP, and I was like, okay. And then I just I, was like, I kept listening to Yosobi's um, idol, and I was like, you know what? I got it. I'm gonna read the fucking manga. The anime's not even out yet. You I'm read, read the manga. Because of the, OP? <laughs> because of the OP, I read the stupid manga, and I like I marathoned it in two days, and I caught all the way up. And I was like, okay, I see why people are so hyped for this now. This, this shit is pretty crazy. <laughs> this and man then read a manga for an anime that doesn't even have an OP. Like the, <laughs> the manga don't have an OP, John. <laughs> I know, but I was just like, you know what? The OP was so good that I was I skipped the anime and went straight to the manga. <laughs> what a speed run. I yeah, know. literally like, speed running manga any percent and, right here. And after I caught up to the manga, I was like, uh, I finally watched the anime. And then in the comments, people were like, oh, man, I can't believe this is the guy who made Kaguya-sama. And I was like, what? Who's the author of this? And I read it's like, Aka, oh, Aka you didn't Saka. know I didn't know. And I was like, I came out of left field, bro. Like, I, this story reminds me nothing of Kaguya. Like, it doesn't have the same level of, like, type of, like, it's obviously not as. You still have that DNA, though. You still have that DNA. Like, it's just a very different tone. It's a very different different tone. It's it's because it's so different from, you know, because all I know is Kaguya sama from Aka Aka Saka. That's all. Just the rom com stuff, right? Mm. And it has little bits of comedy like that here or there in. um, The comedy is very similar. It's very similar, but like the actual tone of the show, because of like what happens, literally the first arc and stuff like that. I was just like, I it blew my mind. I didn't know. Oh yeah, which I think is credit to to that dude as as a as a writer. Like, if you can do something that's so different in tone and is equally well received, that's like that's a example of a good writer in my mind. Yeah, like there's I, a I lot of writers who who get like stuck in the same rut. They write the same kind of stuff over and over again. It may be good. Stephen King, <laughs> yeah, Stephen King is a good example. Like, and I would argue that Stephen King's like the stuff that isn't like uh, magic or like uh, what's the phrase? Um, horror. 
Like, Supernatural. Yeah, not, yeah, the non the horror stuff that he writes is better than his horror stuff, yes. uh, which is what he's fucking known for. Like Misery, Misery's fucking great. You'd never imagine that Stephen King wrote it, but he did. Isn't um, Dark Tower series like basically just a fantasy series? It's like non horror. Like Kinda, there's, yeah. there are no elements of horror in it. Is that yeah. Stephen King? Yeah, yeah, that's Stephen King. I did King. not know that. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think credit credit to the writer for being able to switch it up like that. But it's yeah, so cool, and- like how you can still see the again that DNA because you, that comedy is still very similar. Like back in, back in Kaguya-san, some of the the jokes and things they would set up were built on all these like very specific tidbits of information that you'd be like, oh, I did not know like this works like that, and it's still the same here, like to a T, but just very specific to the subject matter. It's like it's very very smart writing. It's like I I was very excited when I heard it's the same manga kind of like I was like blown away. By what it oh, see, so cool. I don't remember who had it on their list of talking about Oshinoko, but they didn't tell me that it was written by Aka Akasaka. Was it you? You didn't mention it, bro. I like, said it is. I said it was. No, you didn't. I said it's the... say... Roll the clip. Roll the bro, clip, bro. I, bro. I, I honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> There's a couple After months ago. I recording, I'm going to go check. I'm pretty sure. Bro, go check. Like, Let me know I because I, I probably just wasn't paying attention like I normally do. Oh, I, <laughs> John, the typical man, not paying attention to me at, at all. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the the guy who directed this is uh, Daisuke Hiramaki, who is hasn't done a whole lot of directing work, especially like project directing. He's done like Asteroid in Love, Wa- uh, Wadaton, uh selection project uh but he's been, he's, been a, he's been a key animator on several dozen anime series uh in his career so like the dude knows his stuff he just not super um super uh experienced with project directing but i have to say did a fucking phenomenal job with this one yeah i mean i feel like oshinoko like that that first episode being how long was it just, um, bet, like uh, just shy of an hour and a half yeah just shy of an hour and a half an hour and like a half that, almost yeah. I, i'm so glad that they did that it 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 set the tone for the show and it just it hooks it right away like yeah. i mean i can't <laughs> it didn't hook me right away because again just the op from the trailer alone hooked me like i was so easily <laughs> baited into just reading oshinoko but <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask. I think this might be a good time to ask. Like, so this is becoming a trend in anime where we have these like feature length or even longer first episodes in anime that have the entire prologue to the story. Do you think that in this in this instance, I think it worked out really well. But do you We're think as a trend that's a very good thing? soon with the with the uh, what's its name, Freerin? Fre- Freerin, yeah, that's coming out in the fall. Yeah, it's that's gonna be a two hour long like, at first episode. So the thing is, typical structure for an anime production is three episodes per volume right that's generally yeah, how it goes, which is like about 60 minutes so if we look at it from that point of view uh using the first volume and condensing that into an hour and a half which is 90 minutes it's like almost almost five episodes worth of content yeah so it's like yeah obviously when something is very story driven and story heavy the more time you spend building it and getting people yeah. immersed in it, the better it's going to have an impact on people. But think about it. It's kind of crazy how it's because how they structured it here. It's almost like we have 11 episodes, but it's almost like we have three extra episodes instead of that first one, right? It's like a lot of extra work probably in terms of planning. There's but like I 15 think, episodes worth of content. Yeah, yeah, but I think what's what's so cool, it's I think uh, 
a friend of the show, Ian, actually, we talked about it. And he's like, I'm so happy some shows can now do the prologue section in the first episode that we could just go, you know, because there yeah. are a lot of shows where you yeah. get to like, like back, like the three episode rule, right? That people used to have. It's literally it. Like, yeah. Condem- it's, like yeah. put it in just one episode. Yeah. I mean, they did the same thing with ReZero cool. in the first episode of ReZero. That was a yeah. 50 minutes, right? That was like two was, episodes stitched yeah, together. Yeah, it was, it was a double-length episode. Um, it was 1A and 1B, remember? There was like a little like... I, and that confused me. That confused the hell out of me the first time I saw it. I was like, is every episode going to have an A and a B side? Like, what the hell? <laughs> it's like a little freaking mixtape, dude. I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, with ooh. shows doing doing the prologue in the first episode and just giving us... Literally, it's a movie, right? We, the first episode is the movie length. And I'm like, I like this so much. However, I... I also realized this is a lot of money and budget to go into it. And I understand that for someone like uh, Aka Akasaka, he got hella money because of Kaguya, right? Like after season one of Kaguya, it blew the fuck up and they just like threw hella budget at season two and subsequently season three. Mm. And then we have season four, which I I'm, I have mixed feelings about just because I was just like, I haven't I seen hate, it yet. It, I, I, um, I have mixed feelings because it's not long enough. I needed more. But I was like, but I know why they did it. I, I, anyway, point is, they just <laughs> gave Aka Akasaka the budget that was required. So I understand that with Oshinoko, Aka Akasaka was super popular anyway because of Kaguya. So it's like, well, it's a really good manga series. It sells really fucking well. Maybe we should throw all the money at it and let it fucking breathe. And it, it did I think it, so it well. paid off for that. Yeah, it did. Extremely. It paid in dividends. It's so fucking popular. Yeah. Um, I, this is the most surprising thing about this. The, the dude who wrote the screenplay for uh, this series is the same dude who wrote the screenplay for Yudu Cam. Jesus Christ. Jim <laughs> uh, Tanaka. The dude has written, the, has been the principal script writer of Yudu Cam and Happy and the Misfit of Demon King Academy. What a resume. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, I just, I, I don't know how you go from Yudu Camp to this. But good job. Misfit of Demon Academy. Like that one, writing a screenplay for Misfit of Demon Academy, I feel like is, it's it's very different. It's a great time because it's just like, you thought I'd die simply because you killed me? You fool. I'm the demon lord. (laughs) You absolute buffoon. Um. (laughs) It shows him the, the, the rifle. Dude, it's so. I do I'm think so, the writing in the series though is 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 really well done. Like it's tightly yeah, knit. No, there's I, not a lot so, of um there's not a lot of parts that I feel like are badly written. So I want to say that because I read it before I watched it, um I, I think that the anime did a lot better job at turning it into uh something pleasurable for viewing. It took a lot more time to develop the characters. It felt a lot more like I was watching a, a drama. Like it was just watching a a drama versus just like, you know, like because sometimes you'll you'll watch like an anime drama and it's more anime than drama versus like watching Mm. an actual drama, which is like, holy shit, there's so much development going on and there's emotion. We got to give them time to breathe. And, you know, like there's subtle pauses and stuff like that. Ongoing story. An ongoing overarching story. I just I saw like one video about someone like talking about the manga because I was like curious to see how what it was like, at least before we like did this broadcast. And it seemed they also like weren't afraid to change some stuff around. Like so, in the, that first prologue, probably there's a lot of foreshadowing towards like the climax of that prologue. 
which is completely omitted from the anime version, which is so like, which is a, a really smart idea to, you know, make that event so much more impact, like have more impact, you know? But yeah, like, so I mean, it's cool that they managed to like kind of. So my problem is that in the trailer for the anime is where they hit all the the buildup, like the trailer <laughs> of the. <laughs> That's of why the you anime. don't watch trailer boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the trailer of the anime had literally all the buildup points from the manga in it, and but I mean the only thing I really remember the most about the trailer is the fucking when Yosobi's idol is playing and then you see the fucking the babies. <laughs> like, that scene alone, I was just like. That seven seconds of listening to Idol plus that the baby's doing the otaku dance stuff with the light sticks. I was just like, I'm in. Perfect. I, I can't. Like, it's too good. It's too good. So, Natai, you know you can't change anything from the source material. Didn't you learn anything from Chainsaw Man? I know, right? <laughs> oh what did I think to myself? I, why would you even think to change a yeah, thing? It, it literally like, has to be a one-to-one adaptation. So it's the same thing with like, uh, I was just talking to my wife about uh, about this. We were talking about what was it um was it the shining kubrick did yeah the shining. Uh, that's, the that's shining. it's the shining right kubrick did and, the shining yeah yeah he did the shining and i love the movie version i love jack nicholson and stuff like that i loved kubrick's vision i just i really like kubrick films in general but i remember i believe stephen king hated the shining like kubrick's version. it's very like, different yes from the stephen book. stephen king very famously hated the movie and then uh, my wife was telling me, she's like, did you know that he made, uh, Stephen King made his own version of The Shining? I'm like, no. And it's again, like, yeah, it sucked so bad. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. It's almost like famous directors are actually, you know, and writers. Good at their job. Movies, know what they're doing. Holy crap, dude. Yeah. Who would have thought that this person who professionally makes movies would probably be a better director? Because this also made me think of um, Fifty Shades of Grey. So Fifty Shades oh, of Grey is a fan fiction written by uh, a woman who was yeah watch who who read Twilight and was like I'm gonna make a fan fiction where Edward instead of being a vampire his superpower is he's gonna be rich a billionaire yeah <laughs> yeah like that's his superpower <laughs> and so I was watching a, a documentary about this or a video on YouTube video essay where it's like is the that good the folding part- ideas video about it I don't remember. I just remember that the person was analyzing it was like he's basically saying there are parts of the movie where it's really good because the actors in it are not bad, but the parts that are good inside of Fifty Shades of Grey. I know which video you're talking about. It's a really good watch. So the good parts of the Fifty Shades of Grey movie is when the director got to actually direct. Because the one of the conditions for adapting Fifty Shades of Grey into a movie was the writer, she was like, I have the author of the book, was it I have final say on what yeah. needs to be kept and what doesn't. So all those really dumb scenes inside of the movie that I'm just like, this is so stupid. Who wrote this? Like a five-year-old wrote this. Those are like based on the source material. <laughs> and it's like, Which it doesn't be work. Honest. Let's be honest. That source material in itself is literal shit, right? Yes. So it's, it's literal like shit. You, have, you have like a talented director trying to tr- like deal with the hand they got, right? And yeah. actually elevate the material. And it's like, no, like because the author has so much like, ownership over it to that yeah, like i get extent. it you know like they you know as as a creator right you don't you you had a specific vision that you had of what it was like it's the same reason why um tolkien's son hated the lord of the rings trilogy he absolutely hated it because it's like it's yeah. not faithful to the the series at all the book series it's way deeper than that 
And it's like, yes, it's a great adaptation. We don't have 10 hours yeah. to do per like <laughs> per area, dude. Like, <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I think that Lord of the Rings fans would sit through a 10 hour movie. <laughs> I mean, I would. Yes, but I'm saying yeah. there are certain calls that need to be changed from source material because you have to adapt it for the silver screen for the big. Screen. For, yeah, for a new medium. Right. Sure. And I feel like the changes that they made in uh, in The Shining and the changes that were made in Fifty Shades of Grey, it's very similar to like Oshinoko, where the director and the writers were like, all right, we're going to change these things because it makes more sense as an anime drama to change it right. like and present it like this. And I, I absolutely loved it. Is a Which, very... by the way, the story gets super meta about that and about the midway point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so to me, I don't think like obviously Sorrow Source material, I think sometimes the source material is really good and you shouldn't change too much. But I also do believe that directors have a right to express their vision. So there was another yep. anime uh, airing this season that basically adapted the manga frame by frame. And I absolutely adored it. It's Skip and Loafer. Like the first episode adapted the first couple chapters or the first chapter frame by fucking frame. And I was just like, it blew my mind because I was like, I've never seen an anime get adapted from a manga that was literally frame by frame what the manga panel was. That's insane. Who does that? No one does. They usually change things. And it's because oh, the source the material was strong enough that that's fine. But sometimes your source material isn't strong enough. Then you got to make some changes. Like ReZero, for example, I don't think the source material is strong enough to like adapt that one by one, one for one. Having like a director and a, a actual anime writer rewrite the script for a show made it way better. But sometimes, again, it's a matter of, like, you talk about the vision. It's like, sometimes you have, like, I would assume, good source material like Oshinoko, and they there's they they see an opportunity to truly, like, make it an it. adaptation yeah. and, like, use the, the benefits you get from animation and elevate it. And I think, at least, like, to me, the first episode is, I think, the best one in terms of direction alone. I think it's my favorite episode because there's so many moments you're, like, this is this like it's elevated because of they use the tools that they have in this medium. Yeah, it's great. It's just like a so Spy Family, right? Spy Family right. when Wit and who's the other studio? Wit uh, and Cloverworks. 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 When Wit and Cloverworks made Spy Family, they didn't adapt everything everything one for one. They added a bunch of actual stuff into it, like not a bunch, but they added things into it, which helped breathe more life into it for an anime. Like I, I remember I was DMing you in a tie about like certain changes yeah. that they did in certain sun, like uh, like the the Bond episode where they like completely mm. for this five minute section they have just new things in it that just they didn't yeah. have to put in but they did and it was great I loved it 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 made me love the character of Anya and Bond even more because in the manga it's like yes it there's here are the main points that it had to focus on right it's just like with Ocean of Code here are the main points here's what you need to translate but the, the in between. You've got things you got to you you have to leverage the the music, right? You got to leverage how you're going to frame the scene, how it's going to play out, right? And it's like that can be adapted to the director's vision to make it and enhance the source material. So, unlike with Chainsaw Man, which I, I still don't understand why the Japanese fans were like, it's hate. not Ugh. one for one. I was like, it's I don't, ridiculous. I don't get, I don't get that. Like, <laughs> it's again, an anime. It, I, I say this and it's like, you know, I think about Overlord and I'm just like, I, I kind of wish they adapted Overlord one for one. But, you know, I, I know that's 
pretty tough sell with better animation <laughs> yeah but like uh it's i don't know man i want directors and writers and stuff of an anime production to be able to put their style and spin on it their interpretation and stuff like that however if your source material is extremely strong because chainsaw man's source material is extremely strong mm. but it's as long as it's additive it's fine yeah, as long as like, it adds something to the experience. Yeah, if it's additive to it, then it's great. Like if and you're if you're adding like more backstory into a character, I think that's fine as long as it makes sense in the story you're telling. But again, yeah. it's it's even more than like adding just like you know content to the show. Just like mm. try like like do more. Like okay, you're having the scene of two characters talking to each other. Why are you framing it? It's just gonna be a boring like you know back and forth. You're going to tr- try. And use the camera more, like do something. You have all these incredible tools and artists at your disposal. Do just like give it extra life, give it that extra thing that like makes like viewers connected with it even more and makes it more memorable. Like with Chainsaw Man and Oshinoko, as you can see with its success, you know. Yeah. Speaking of Oshinoko, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about the music oh. real quick before we actually get into some spoiler territory. So the music for this series was composed by Takuro Iga, who also composed the music for Sukigakire, uh, Wataten, and Magical Girl Raising Project. MGRP? Hey. Oh, bro. I, okay. I know, right? Um, <laughs> okay. The music... I, I won't say that the music, like the the composed music, is like super memorable, but I think it's good for what it is. Like it does its I, job. I don't think the OST, <laughs> other than the OP and the ED, which we'll Oshinoko, talk about. I, I don't think the actual OST was bad because hmm. if it was bad, I would remember that. Yeah, but it definitely wasn't outstanding either. Yeah, it wasn't like the, the Chainsaw Man like... OST. It sometimes felt like it was, like, it was like it was noticeable, but not in a way that felt like that complementary to what I'm watching. I was like, I noticed the soundtrack, but it's like it felt distracting. Like it felt kind of like overcompensating even sometimes. Like it felt too much like involved to try to get me to emotion, like feel something when like the characters in the writing already do that on their own it's like i don't know i, I kind of do you know i could actually say the exact same thing about how this dude composed the ost for magical girl raising project <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like the music is trying to overcompensate for a lack of something in the scene i mean my problem with and i didn't vibe with it like they 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 literally showed you the ending of the anime within the first like what five minutes of the show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, so what? You show me who's gonna survive to the end. So what's the point? <laughs> like now you're gonna I introduce mean, all these other magical girls, but I'm like, I know they die though. <laughs> if you like watching brutal deaths, I guess. I mean, Don't I get that it's it. not a, it's not about the uh, ending. It's about the the journey, right? Yeah. So yeah, I it's guess not about the, the destination. It's it. about the journey. Um, but. As John has mentioned several times already, the OP was done by Yosobi. It is Bro. the song Idol. Oh my god. Idol. Uh, oh my god, dude. This song is so good. I cannot express. Like I, like I said, it was so good that it made me go read the manga. <laughs> I didn't even watch the anime. I went to go read the manga. Because <laughs> it was, oh, you know, the song is too good. It's too good. <laughs> and I just kept posting how... more and more of it. <laughs> I love how when you read the lyrics of the song, it's 
literally she wrote a song like for i it's like a character song yeah, for it's, her it's about it's, I. it's so good yeah, it's about her and the no, visuals oh it's, my god like yeah uh um, the song i is would up. like to point out that this song got super popular it had 100 million worldwide streams on spotify within two weeks of its premiere on the platform now didn't reach fair, uh, number one on the global charts uh, to be fair though yo Sophie but, has been getting really popular lately that's true because uh, running yeah. into the night kind of put her massive. on the map of like everyone listens to yo Sophie now yes yeah uh, that song was massive yeah. I, to, to answer uh, Natai's question, it reached number one on Billboard's Global 200 uh, U.S. Incredible. charts and Apple Music's Top 100. That's insane. Yeah, it was because yeah. of me, actually. I, I was it was, it was it just so John sitting there like John. 18 different like tablets just getting no, 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 replay, no. replay, replay. A hundred different you tablets. Have section, listening you have the section the DOP <laughs> where it's, it cuts to, to Aqua looking at the crowd with the you know, light sticks. All of them yeah. are just John. Yeah, that's yeah. all just, just me. <laughs> it's all just John. I thought about getting. Uh, my, I love that cut, by the stick. way. It's still, it's right there. It's hanging. Oh, well, wait, wait. There it is. It's right there. There's my Ooh. light. I thought about putting batteries in it so I could, like, do do a bit with it. Like, do the. Ba -ba 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 -ba. <laughs> like, no, that's too much. Um, the ED is also uh, by. It's uh, Mephisto by Queen Bee. Pretty so good. good. It's a yeah. really good. Have you guys seen the music video for uh, Mephisto? I have not. I haven't. Why? Okay, it basically it, the, everything inside of the the video for Mephisto is basically the first episode of Oshinoko. Oh, oh okay. okay. I mean, down. in the ED itself, it kind of like you have in the background with the, like the stack filter over lip. You have Im like imagery from the first episode. It's a great ED. I love like. Oh, I was the, talking about like tone. just the ED for Mephisto. Like the actual, um, oh yeah, I, the live action version of like the actual the, the actual music video for Mephisto is basically the first episode of uh, what happens oh. in uh, Oshinoko. Like the uh, same concept. Of, oh, like, I, I thought when you said that, I, I thought you like, meant oh. like the actual like music video for the band. Yeah, like yeah. you know how the bands will sometimes make their own music videos for like OPs and EDs. Yeah, yeah, the bands like with uh, Idol music video. by Osobi. Yeah, that yeah. Music uh, I do like how in the in the ED they use that like static and a film grain filter over it to make it kind of seem like it's reliving past memories. It's basically really like, like Queen Bee's style of like low tone voice vocals. into the super high falsetto, yeah. and I'm just like, mm. dude, how the fuck? His dude? vocals are incredible. <laughs> Teach me your ways. What, that's basically what they're shooting for, right? Because it's like. Especially the end where it's like Aqua, like you know, being like moody and all with the, yeah. with the his memories being in like in golden filter kind of like that's what drives him from. Yeah, the show, then like right? he it's falls like... into the water and then it does the mm -hmm. high pitch thing, like da 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 And I'm just like, <laughs> cool. Why is the song so good? <laughs> yeah, right. So good. Visually da, 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 though, I think da, the OP da, da, might da, da, da. be my favorite OP this year in the visual sense. Like it's so good. Yeah, just the visuals I think are really, really good for the OP. Um, yeah. It's going like to be a strong, uh, it's going to be a strong solo... contender in our awards show for OP of the year. And like, I feel, I think the OP could have been done better. I, I feel like it could have been animated a lot more. Uh, my, because like well, a lot of it is just like stills insane. of. It could be better, bro. It could be better. The OP, like the way the camera spins around, like I near the end of the yeah. song, it, like cuts to like Aqua looking for her, and then like finally turns on to her to face her for the first time in that OP. And as we come zoom into her eyes, like 
it crashes down when Aqua tries to reach it because again he can't find the truth. He's like a, it's like a, a metaphor to that. It's so good. It looks incredible. So smooth say, as well. Can I just say I I I know that the, this is not necessarily a show that's just about idols, but there are idol performances that you do see in this. And since Natai mentioned it's it, an like, idol whole, show to some extent. The whole way the whole way that like the camera pans around in the OP. I just want to say in the idol performances we do see, I'm very thankful that they didn't go with the tried and true method of just 3D CGing CG. the shit yeah. out of that entire performance. I was shocked that the, every all the performances looked so good. I'm listen I know that it's a don't you want to watch Zombieland Saga again? <laughs> <laughs> I almost think that, that it's parody than Zombieland Saga in the same way that, like, I don't know, uh, Konosuba parodies shitty isekai tropes. But I don't I'm just that. glad that they didn't because I think I think when it comes to because it. listen, 3D CG, it's a lot easier to rig a model and make it dance than it is to hand draw a dancing sequence with a rotating camera. Hmm. And there is still some there is still some 3D CG like help in these scenes, but it's not it's not like a crutch they're using. Um, I don't know. I just I want to like shout out to the animators and the the in between animators who who worked on those performances because I'm sure that took a lot of time and effort. All right, we've talked at length about just the information and how much we've liked it. Like I like I said, I didn't understand why it was so popular. Then I read it and I was like, okay, I get why it's so fucking popular. <laughs> it makes sense now. <laughs> I, I see, but I mean, people are, you know, how manga like read or source material readers are, right? It's like, oh, this is the best thing right, in the John. world. And then it gets a you Yeah, know. we know, John, we you know, know John. exactly how they are. We have one right there. <laughs> so you can, you can never take their fucking word seriously right here. because, you know, source material readers are the absolute fucking worst, man. They will think that whatever they're reading is literally the word of God. It, it, it is the best thing you've ever heard. And it's like, and then you watch the anime and you're like, yeah, it was kind of whatever. And then, and then it's always like, oh, well, the anime didn't do that well of a job of portraying. You should just go read it. You no, know? but you need the angry video game. Like, well, actually. <laughs> well, well, actually. But, but let's um, talk about it. Let's talk about the story. Uh, oh, my God. I want to spoil this so much. Anyway, you guys should Spoilers. watch Oshinoko. Now, yeah, big spoiler warning. We're we're spoiling it now. You can click off if you don't want to listen to spoilers. Let's talk about the setup in the first episode. Okay. Uh, so this is this is a, a tensei, right? Like this is a reincarnation story. Yeah. So we start out seeing the it's dude an as. No, no, it's not. not, it's, not it's the same. I'm kidding. World. I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, I mean, <laughs> figuratively, he's in a very different world, but. Um, uh, no, so the dude, the main character dude, starts out as a gynecologist, or no, OBGYN, not a gynecologist. Or is he a gynecologist? No, he's just I, a doctor. In he's so, a doctor. He's a doctor in the countryside. Doctor. He's he's a country Sensei. doctor. <laughs> he's yeah. a country doctor, just like Bones in Star Trek. Um, but yeah, uh, so I comes into his office one day, and she's pregnant, and she's also sixteen, which is disturbing. Um, Who is I though? I is an idol. That the biggest really idol. Likes. And also, he likes her because the one of his former patients who died really liked her a lot too. And that Bro. becomes a big plot point. That's I. There's so much I can say, but you guys don't read it. I I know so much information, bro. I know so we much. Know. Oh, future knowledge coming in. Future knowledge. Oh man, shit. Uh, but no. Uh, 
so first, like immediately, we get our our first hint that this is going to be like a story that doesn't necessarily paint the entertainment industry in the best light, because we have a sixteen year old idol who is what is it like twenty weeks pregnant with yeah, twins, yeah, um, and not telling anyone who the actual father is. Uh, I don't know exactly how that works in Japan, but okay, um, a little creepy. But I'll I'll go with it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like it's 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 not much of a dark secret of that entertainment industry is very fucking sleazy, right? Which yeah. is something that this this anime delves into. This anime shows not. a lot of like the dark sides of the entertainment industry, which yeah. is stories that we know exist, but we don't know how common it is. Stories that we've seen, uh, obviously, other stories about, like Hollywood stories, but. It's like the more people come out and talk about like the the fucking Harvey Weinstein stuff, and it's just like yeah, uh, it's almost it's... like a twenty first century version of Perfect Blue, am I right? Like yeah. continuing yeah, that no, thread, yeah, right? kind of, very, yeah, yeah, uh, kind of carries a lot of themes, pretty much from Perfect Blue, which is very very interesting. I, so I know John, you read it before you watched it, but when you were reading the opening chapters, did you think that there was going to be like this super heel turn at the end where the dude gets reincarnated after he gets killed? Yeah, no, they, so they the reincarnation the thing. Right. So it went in the manga. They cut, that's the thing. They kind of allude to it to some extent. Yeah, they, like, they, so they, they keep uh, foreshadowing it in the manga in the first couple uh, chapters in the first volume. They'll, they'll keep foreshadowing like, Mm. I actually getting killed and like figuring out like what happened. Yeah, it was, it's very obvious. So th- which is why in I the like show, the I like episode. how they changed that. Yeah, where you don't know it at all. Yeah, so for for me end. as someone who wasn't watching or who wasn't reading the source material, like I didn't know until the end, like what the big heel turn Same. was going to be. Um, I certainly didn't know that the dude was going to die. Um, that was in the trailer, yeah. but okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't watch I trailers. I didn't they... watch the trailer. <laughs> To be perfectly <laughs> honest, uh, but uh, no, the dude like halfway through uh, this episode fucking gets ganked uh, on the way to help deliver Aya's baby uh, by someone who's been stalking Aya, which is part of the reason why she went out to the country to have the baby. Uh, Seems like well, a no, her, the president of Ichigo Productions was like, "Well, if you're pregnant, we got to keep it hush hush, so it's easier to yeah. keep you know like." 15 mouths shut then you know going to a major hospital i think he knew about that stalker i think (laughs) i don't know i I, I can't say nothing i can't say nothing (laughs) i'm not gonna say nothing don't worry it's fine but no the dude the dude didn't get reincarnated as one of uh i's twins aquamarine or as we will call him from now on aqua who is not stupid i love that she called him aquamarine so stupid such a weird name for a dude Cause uh, freaking, cause her name is Hoshino, Hoshi, Hoshino. That's With like a star, a, right? Yeah. Isn't Hoshino so she, is a star, right? I I, I don't move that well, bro. <laughs> Listen, I, I think but, I, I I'll check, but yeah. I don't know. Um, it's because it's uh, glittery and sparkly, so she named him Aquamarine, and his younger sister is Ruby. Ruby, <laughs> they're gems. Uh, they're gemstones. Gemstones. Who we come to find out, uh, Ruby is also the reincarnated version of our doctor dude's dead patients. Yeah, 
<laughs> which uh, is like and they don't know how does it. that work they she don't know. she she literally died like like a year more than a year was a it? year or more before he did but they reincarnated at the same time so it's like okay this is kind of a weird like obviously tensei reincarnation doesn't actually exist so reincarnation <laughs> reincarnation it just works bro just, just hand works. wave it just hand wave it but stop it yeah forward. it's how do, super how do transporters work in star trek don't think about it <laughs> so it's funny because as the audience we know because you know we're the audience right we know that this is what ruby was saying this is what aqua was saying and it's like oh they know each other but they don't know each other but they don't know it's them yeah 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 also i like how i, kinda, in the, in I the hate that bit, you know you kind of hate that i because it's it sets up a really problematic uh ending to this series which i'm not <laughs> uh, i'm not here for it I'm not <laughs> Listen, the one that alex keeps fucking pushing no insist for me buddy i'm no. good get out of here here for this for shit no. anyway <laughs> i like how in the first like like i don't know year or so of them realizing that they were both reincarnated they rugrats the hell out of this shit it's like we can talk to each other but don't talk to the adults the way they bullied <laughs> the manager's wife oh man, they yeah. try to be like the we are the reincarnation of, of izanagi <laughs> <laughs> when they take the poses when they're sitting up, like, <laughs> on the table that was, was funny i was laughing my if ass you follow our you word that. we promise you will be married to very hot men and be very rich in the future and successful look how far that took her <laughs> yeah right oh i love how that that was like the beginning of their relationship but then like it, it just like it gets dropped like it, nev it never gets brought up ever again that the yeah they're like totally wife... normal with each other now yeah. yeah like i'm like the marriage's wife is like or the uh, president's wife is yeah. like she's freaked out by these freaky twins, and now all of a sudden, that now it's that Rudy they're all over stuff, again, yeah, yeah it is like, Rudy. But it's which like, can I say? That's kind of what I was expecting almost. Like I thought that the when we have the Tensei moment and they get reincarnated, and of course we're seeing time skips as well. Like there's like a year time skip and then like a two year time skip. Um, I thought that was what the whole series was going to be. Like, it was just going to be them, like, every yeah. so often there'd be a time skip. And you'd see them, like, as the children of this idol trying to go through the entertainment industry and maybe getting chewed up and spit out at some points. And, like, them trying to make her, like, career last longer behind the scenes. That's what I thought the setup was going to be. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Bro, they brought Rio Takahashi. <laughs> Of course, she'll stick around, right? Yes, it's <laughs> right? Rei Takahashi. They got Rei Takahashi, the hottest thing going in, in anime voice Which, acting by the way, today. She nailed it. She was so she good, did. like, in this part. She was so, like, they all the time talk about how captivating her performance is. And, like, Rei Takahashi's actual performance is really captivating, you know? Like, she 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 she, she pulls you in, you know? This remind, yeah. It reminds me of how um, uh, Hitchcock handled Psycho spoilers for anyone mm. who's never seen the movie psycho but the main character gets killed halfway through the movie nice uh which is what happens to to i like at the end of the first episode she gets ganked yeah was the crazy thing is i was not expecting that they saw give her an arc throughout this entire first episode they do like, they I, I love the the sort of the the point they're trying to make of how like this entire industry is built on lies and lying to your audience and you with all these different characters you see different points of views of that 
idea of like lying like for your audience or to each other and the truth is somewhere between those lies and when she gets to the end of the episode she's like oh no like this, I, this is like I actually do love these kids it's not even a lie anymore it's the actual truth but it's her dying moment that's when she realizes it's like so powerful so it's amazing how a stab a, to the gut will change your perspective yeah <laughs> I love that scene it's so powerful it is um uh, yeah, that's that's how the the first episode really ends. Uh, like, I was, how do you think they handled that? Because I think it couldn't have gone any better. I thought it again, was really good, really good. like great I twist. I thought it was way better than the how the manga did it. To be honest, mm. because like I said, mm. in the manga they they foreshadowed everything that was like, going to happen. Like from literally the second chapter onward, you're like, oh, something's going down. Like I think I's going to die. Mm. But, but it's, I, uh, in the anime, expected. like you definitely don't see that coming in the anime. You're like, hold on, what? No. I, the Rita yeah. Takahashi dies. Whoa, whoa, bro, what the fuck? Again, it's like it's, we just got here, man. We just sat down. It's definitely my. Who starts a conversation like this? <laughs> oh man, so like, I think it's really strong first episode to just like anyone watching that first episode. Like every single person I've talked to were because I, I have a couple people who asked like, hey, what should I watch? I was like. All right, Oshinoko is apparently really popular, and I thought the first episode was amazing. Give like watch the first episode, see if you like it. And every single person I recommended it to went and did the exact same thing. They went, "Yo, what the fuck? This was a really <laughs> strong first episode." And I'm like, All "Right, it's great. Um, it's I actually too someone, good of a first episode." Someone posted yeah, it in our Discord. So it may have been you, John. Um, a comparison of like that scene in the in the anime where like the life goes out of eyes eyes <laughs> weird way to say that but, get used to and, that yeah and yeah um and they show like a comparison between that like shot in the anime and in the manga and it's like almost identical and it's so creepy it may have been you that posted it no i can't remember I don't think it was it. me i don't think it was me that posted that but anyway it's it's really uncanny how like close it is to the manga like that 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 specific shot uh, mm. But it is super creepy, like this—the sight of the life that's just gone out of her eyes. Yeah, you just don't add white little dots into it because yeah. now that you know the light of their eyes is dead. You know, I uh, love how they they play with that, like with their eyes throughout the show, like with Aqua, especially like most of the time, like the the that light, his mother's light that's in his eyes, like all black because he's consumed in his revenge quest. Yeah, but every now yeah, and then, yeah, like, no, that's a running lights theme in the up. Show. Yeah. yeah, it lights up when he thinks about her again, or like maybe he has a revelation. It lights up again. It's and then when he's like scheming and like building these like like these plans, it's like going back to being like all dark. It's so cool. I love that. Yeah, like, like yeah. when he's cold like, and calculated, it it doesn't shine. But then when he's having like when he's actually um like thinking of of eye, it like starts shining. It's it's really when, good. When and that's something like, that you can you know, really only get across in yeah. anime, right? Mm, like, yeah, that's one of the decisions that it doesn't really exist in the manga because you can obviously you can put like little sparklies next to it and try to show it, but it's, it's not as strong as as the anime would do it. The only way that would work in a manga is if it was a full color manga. And no, I, you it, can, it, it can either be white or black, you know? It's, yeah. You don't have it. It can uh, still be in black and white. Might not be as like effective, but but yeah, we go, we go for after the end of that first episode, we go from like an idle drama with a little bit of comedy that has a tense bent to it straight up into a revenge conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, but I will say that the <laughs> after that heel turn on the first episode, 
then you jump into like just like a, a comedy drama hmm. and you're just like what the Full fuck life, happened yeah. it, it's just like sprinkles little like bits of like it's don't, don't forget it's a murder mystery guys <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like i don't know if it's detrimental but it sometimes because that hook is so strong it's so mm. fascinating and interesting it's like you want to know the answer to that mystery it's mm. kind of it's kind of you kind of need to let go of it to enjoy the show more so it won't be like but when are we gonna get more progression on that storyline because i want to know what's gonna happen i can i personally like that i personally only say without spoiling too much okay there's a there's a point to it Hmm. there is a point to how it's being structured that's all i can really say i I I bet there is I, I mentioned this to Natai a couple of days ago. It's like one thing I actually did like about the story that while yes, there is the overarching plot of like Aqua trying to find out who their father is because he's convinced that whoever their real father is is the one who leaked I's address to the stalker that killed her. Yeah, uh, because he so I right before she gets murdered calls, she calls the him. baby daddy mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, the kids are really cute, they're growing up, maybe you should come see them. Yeah, here's my new address. And then, you know, 30 well, minutes after telling, because after, yeah, 30 minutes after I tells the baby daddy, here's the address, the soccer shows up. So it's like obviously it's more like it was, a few days after, but yeah. Yeah, right? there, but some time passes. Yeah, but like okay. the only, like, so at this junction, we only know of, there's only two or three other people, or rather, there should be only three people who know this location now, right? Mm. Right. Her president, her pre- the president's wife, and now the baby daddy. Hmm. And it's like, all right, well, if, you know, in typical, because I, I like watching uh, murder mysteries a lot, and I'm like, who done it, right? I, I can figure it out. I can literally, by the second episode, figure did out who did it. Did you figure it out? I mean, we know it's the baby daddy. <laughs> like, no, yeah, but, but like, who is it? But who is it? That's the who, that's the. Oh, I mean, the it. manga finally revealed it a couple like chapters ago so i know who the the baby daddy is but like you don't you kind of just it gets sat on the back burner you just got to remember like he's still looking for it and that's that's everything that um aqua does he's being fueled by that every single thing that he is doing I, I like it, though, because it, well, especially how it's done in the, in the anime. I don't know exactly how it's done in the manga, but in the anime, it's like whenever we're not focused on this like revenge plot, trying to find, you know, the baby daddy and or the stalker. Uh, well, we're focusing on uh, like character development. And I love that because we're fo- we're focusing on something all the time. There's very little actual downtime in the way the story is structured. And I like that a lot. Yeah, it's just. Can I just yeah. say, literally, so in the la- in the, in the first episode of the end, right when I get stabbed, you've got Ruby on the other side of the door, I yeah. who's literally dead, dying <laughs> on this side of the door, and here's Aqua like in her lap, right next to her, and I'm just like, how fucked up is that? Like, I don't. It's fucked up. If you were a kid and that happened, right? But, you know, as a kid, when dramatic things happen, you tend to forget and block that out. But Aqua's a grown-ass man. And this is his favorite idol of all time, literally dying in front of his eyes. Do you understand how traumatic that would be for a person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way they present the person is like that you love. Process. Not yeah. only is it the person that you love, this person is also mm-hmm. now your mother. And it's also the person you love the most in the world, literally dying in your, like while you're in their lap and it's nothing you can do about it it's just like god dude it, it was so powerful 
That and scene where he's like in the back like of the a... car and he like realizes that like, oh, that the father is the one who's like leaked that information. And you see like the animation where it's like collapsing, like the crows like slowly fall back into it. It's like his eyes. It's like he he has this new fuel in his life that's like driving him now. It's like so good. It's like a it's almost like a like a death note scene, how they present him. And, like this hmm. scheming little kid. So par- powerful. Like it's such a good hook for the show. It's like it's it is. Yeah. And then Aqua becomes an actor. <laughs> yeah, because he has to become an actor because that's just like he needs to he needs to be in the inter- entertainment industry because he yeah. figures that okay, well, I was in, in, in the idol industry, so my father has to be someone who's in the entertainment industry as well. So hmm. it's like, what's the easiest way for him to do that? Well, he's did a, he did a little bit of acting. Yeah, so as a he, child actor. Yeah, as a child actor. Though he wanted to be more in the background, like a stagehand than anything yeah. else, which is why the director that he helps out when he uh, is the actor takes him on as like an apprentice. Yeah, a protege. Yeah, he works as an editor as well for the that old timer directory as well. Yeah. Um and he also starts that working Adobe. with Kana again, who is someone he met as a child actor who when they first met, she was like the child acting genius who is now like her character is very interesting. Like I love the process of you see of her, like she everyone treated her like a genius as a child. So she's like super arrogant. But then after those these events and how like her acting career as a child just sort of like dissolved it on, on itself. Which happens like, to a lot of child actors. Yeah. She then sort of like tries to overcorrect her like her behavior, but that leads to her being like more stepped on and used in the industry. And well, yeah, because so as anywhere. a child actor, she didn't realize like the reason she got a lot of roles was because one, she was popular and cute but mainly because she was easy to work with. Like, that's why people would use her as a child actor. It's like, as long as you please Kana as a kid, then she would do whatever she needed to do perfectly. And that's why people wanted her. And then when she comes to the realization that because she treated all the help like shit and all the directors like shit, just because she was famous, then she comes to the realization like, oh, it's about, I actually have to make connections and stuff. And since I wasn't, pleasant to work with no one wants to work with me anymore it's like yeah but she kid, goes to the other extreme of it yeah yeah and then it's like oh man it's so shitty for her because she's she's actually a really good actor still but she has to perform to the level that is expected of the show not what she can perform to she's she's being yeah. limited by her cast and the actual writing because it's <laughs> like you know as an actor there's playing a, a role well and then there's playing the character that you're supposed to play yeah like that's something like uh, aqua does that where when he acts it's like when he gets first uh introduced to acting as a child actor it's like i'm not a good actor i don't know how to act i'm not a professional actor but i do understand what you want me to act like yeah which is like that's 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 what's really good about it <laughs> What's a really can good also, actor? It's it's can I also being able I, to not just portray the character, but understanding what the director is asking of you the vision. from the scene. Yeah, yeah. It's the vision. I, I, it's I meta. Also, <laughs> I also appreciate the fact that like, and I, I not just in this, but anytime I see it, where actors are playing actors and they have to act badly. <laughs> I always appreciate Great. that. <laughs> and they do that. I love this. that. 
in the TV drama arc, you have that one like like that guy that they're playing that that's playing the the main guy, and he's like so bad and so over the top, he's so emotional, <laughs> so melodramatic. Yeah, I think it was, his great. name was Melt. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, the hand uh, of acting. I'm sorry to say, but so aside from the a... core cast, I don't remember most of the characters' names. I remember. I think I don't... they were all they were all Jim models Perry. that they wanted to like like push. Yeah, it, the the TV drama that they were filming uh, when when Kana offers uh, Aqua another a role, it's a uh, it's, it's a TV drama where the agency that was it's promoting... an adaptation. Yeah, it's, it's an adaptation. manga adaptation, and the mangaka is fucking uh, beside herself because it's a which, terrible adaptation. It's a manga adaptation of a manga from Kaguya-sama. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the it's reason one of his for it is like, um, because the production agency basically was like, "Look, we just want to promote our male models. Like the main fan base of this series is girls, and we want to promote our pretty male models to these girls." So we don't care about actual acting. So just fucking get pretty guys and have them play a role. And I remember, I, I think it was Jim Carrey that said, um, comedy acting is a lot harder than dramatic acting because as a dramatic actor, anyone can pretend to die. Anyone can pretend to get shot and stuff like that. But not everyone can pretend to be a funny guy while also not being a funny guy. Because you can't know yeah. that you're being funny. If you know you're being funny, then people are going to catch on. You, you're in on the joke, and now it's not funny. It's a very fine line to, to walk, and that's what's been amazing to me about, like, you know, this is why we talk about all these comedy actors that all of a sudden when they go into serious roles, like Jim Carrey or Adam Sandler or Robin, uh, Williams. Robin Williams, they're amazing at dramatic roles. Why? Because they were really good at comedy roles. Comedy roles in movies are extremely hard to pull off because – you have you got to be able to sell the character, but you have to know the material you're selling, and you got to be in on the joke. But you got to make sure your audience doesn't know that you're in on the joke, because then it's not yeah. funny. Can it's we so, please? It, it, it's such a weird thing to think about. Can we please give Bill Burr more serious acting roles? Because the dude can act. Bro, dude, Mandalorian, bro, <laughs> Bill Burr, holy shit! Let me tell you, yeah, the dude has that's another legit acting jobs. and that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's like that for uh, the was it sweet now i think that's what the uh manga was sweet called. today sweet, sweet today. today sweet today yeah and that's like the problem with sweet today where it's like kana is she's a really good actor but she can't act well because she knows this production is being made to sell the male models they don't want her to act well if she acted well it's gonna just bring more realization of how shitty the show is because of the other actors yeah. and i was like that, that sucks so much for her yeah, it's not a good position to be in as an actor who actually wants to do well. Uh, but there are like adaptations that are done specifically for the reason that they're making it here. And it, this happens a lot in in like anime productions. I think were like for a long time, anime was just made to sell source material. It wasn't made to tell an actual story. I mean, I yeah. argue that most anime is still made to sell source material. It's not quite the same as it used to be because now we got no, anime no, definitely eight, not nine, we, ten seasons. Yeah, because we don't get like um freaking go read the manga ending. <laughs> yeah, like we used to. That used to be so common, and I, I hated it so much. Pocono. But you can only imagine. You can only imagine how many times, like a manga code, like like how they portrayed it in the show, 
will be like, oh, they're making an anime for my manga. That's so cool. And then they see it and it's like, you see all the changes are made. Yeah, because and they're all made so for like, one thing, like some fucking producer's taste. It's like ridiculous. So one thing to note about like Japanese culture in general, right? If they're if they pick you up for a series, right? Like, let's say you're a, uh, a manga artist, um, a creator or something, a mangaka, your editor, the your publishing studio and your editor that picks you up they will give you suggestions and they will, they basically have final say on like, this is what you should focus on. This is what sells because they have the market research. They're the ones who can make money. So you kind of have to listen to them. Like sensei, you're a genius and we love what you're writing. However, we need, we think we should focus more on this. These are suggestions, right? And then if you're lucky enough to get an anime adaptation, now it's up to the producers to make a Mm -hmm. good thing. Like you don't have final say on your product. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're someone like Kubo Tite or something like, or Rocky or Rocky, then it's like, I have final say it's very even, rare though, even, that you would get even a, a, Rocky, a mangaka though. who would do that though. Even like someone like a Rocky got edited though, because he wanted to add whole horse to the Stardust Crusaders and his editor wouldn't let him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes so, you need like a good, like someone to rein you in to like kind of, yeah. you know, but the thing you. is when you get you adapted to an anime, you're at the mercy of the production studio at at their directors yeah. and at every single person production there. committee. Yeah, you are at their mercy because you're not the one who puts the money up for this. It's them. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like, why would I help you produce this show with my money if I can't make it the way that I know how to make it to make me money? It doesn't make sense. I do I think that... Yama was... Go ahead. No, I was just. I bet Mariyama wasn't there for the Overlord Production Committee to be like, "Yeah, I wanted to be just like this." Like, mm, not really. As far as I know, Mariyama didn't. Um, he was excited for the animes, but I'm pretty sure he was only excited because he was getting extra money from it. I, I do so think from, how like, you Blu-ray sales and stuff. Then I do think was, how like, that mangaka showing. Excuse me. I do think how the mangaka reacts in Oshinoko is kind of indicative of how probably a lot of mangaka react when that their disappointments get butchered. Oh yeah, because it's like don't have your don't have high hopes because it's never going to be adapted how you want it to be. But publicly, like I said, she puts on a brave face. Well, yeah, because you don't you can't like <laughs> Japanese culture is very polite. You don't go up to something and be like, yeah, that was shit. <laughs> like I'm serious. If you go to a restaurant in Japan, right? Even if the food fucking blows, you don't go. That food fucking sucked. You go. Oh, thank you for the food. That was great. Yeah. Like, you, but you even then, it. like you, it, it was rude. That, if you don't say that, you're, you're fucking rude. But then again, like it's so satisfying to see how like Aqua and Kana's efforts at the end did pay off, at least for the mangaka. When she watches that final episode, she's like, "Yes, that's like the essence of my work. That it's like it shines through." And she gets yeah. all emo- teary, teary, teary well, yeah, because it. you know, like when actors get into the role because they actually love the material, it it works really. It well. shows. Henry Cavill. Henry right? Cavill, yeah. Freaking <laughs> yeah. him getting into the role for um The Witcher for Geralt of Rivia, I loved him in season. Geralt. I, I love I loved his Geralt. Right, he, he's amazing at it. Wait until the Warhammer he, adaptation. Bro, I'm waiting. I, I, I'm waiting. I can't yeah. wait. Waiting. But, you know, that's what's really good. Like, because you, there's so many levels of, we, we as a society have spent so long perfecting entertainment. 
right? <laughs> we have so much depth to how we perceive and consume entertainment. And we have so many levels and we can notice so many things. And it, it's so minute, you know, not only do you have to have a good writer, you have to have a good um, screenplay, you've got to have a good director, right? You've got to have someone who knows how to frame it properly, right? You've got your editing department who lighting. needs the lighting. Lighting is very important. <laughs> Music yeah, Hollywood's scores. kind of forgotten how to do that recently. And, and, just, and then, then you have just the actors, too. It's like all these working parts to make it's a sure collaborative that it's, effort. Yeah, it, it's like when you do it well, it, it, it exemplifies and it just makes everything so much better. And I loved the screenplay art or what what arc is it? the manga manga based TV drama arc is what you named it. Yeah, that's the what TV I drama it. arc. I loved it because it showed me so much of like this is why I like watching movies. This is why I like watching stuff in general actually not just movies but just watching uh entertainment media because i get to see all this collaborative effort of everyone involved there's so many things that if you don't do it right it would ruin it and yeah. so many more things that if you do it perfectly no one will know yeah yeah um <laughs> to kind of move this along so the only reason that aqua even decided to do this is because he found out the producer on this particular tv drama was one of the names in i's phone that he that she could have talked to before she died spent every oh, yeah. day cracking that code yeah he spent yeah spent every day. like half a year or something i think yeah something said. like that something to brute crazy. force it to brute uh, force a, a four-digit pin yeah four-digit pin um yeah, I, in, in the end, you find out it wasn't even him. <laughs> and so uh, the red herrings begin. And so yeah, the red like, herrings and begin. And that's always going to be on the back burner of like, who's the dad? We don't know. Which, to be fair, in the rest of the season, at least, it kind of goes on the back burner. Because the rest of the season is mostly just character development. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> surprise, course, surprise, yeah. Aqua isn't the only character in this show. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> Which uh, is funny how, like, Ruby, after that first episode, Ruby just kind of is on the sidelines till the very end of the season. Yeah. Which we go, go into the next arc, which I call the reality dating show arc, which I just want to ask, is is it just me or does the, the idea of, like, a high schooler dating reality show seem a little icky? It's a bit uh, unethical, it seems. It seems a little unethical. <laughs> I mean, oh, here we Kesten. go. So, tell us how it's he's not underage. actually pedophilia. <laughs> it's not pedophilia. It's entertainment in okay. in Japanese television. Exploitative a lot of it, entertainment, very. So, I would a lot argue of Japanese, that's a lot of reality entertainment. A lot of oh, Japanese sure. entertainment yeah. is focused a lot on how happy and how cool and awesome stuff is okay like every every fucking tv show they that, that they have is always fucking here's this hot up-and-coming idol or comedian or talk show host or whatever reacting to stupid fucking shit like, <laughs> like i'm serious it's fucking japanese tv is the worst <laughs> i hate it actual japanese tv is terrible so i could definitely see a producer wanting to produce something like a Here's popular idol or not idols, but popular uh, young teenagers in the entertainment industry that we run basically just fake a dating show because everything is fake, yeah. right? Like that's that's kind of the deal with the Japanese TV. Everything has to be hyper, like awesome, positive, and fake. But 
they're yeah. all in on it. They all know it's very fake, artificial, kind of. Yeah. And like the whole like like setup to this is like it, it's a, a reality dating show where it's the question asked is is anyone going to end up dating at the end of the show? Where it's already decided beforehand who's going to get together. No, not really. They didn't decide. So the entire production of the show was based around we're just going to film you kids and just remember that there's always a camera. So promote yourselves. That that's the yeah. the premise and of it was things you guys you are up and coming actors idols or whatever you're up and coming people in the industry hmm. you need to sell your entertainment to make us money and that's what it's all about yeah and I mean that's <laughs> to be honest it's how all reality TV show is More right just selling a personality to the TV yeah. uh, and what I really liked about this arc was the uh, the cyberbullying stuff. Like yeah. the, the the harassment online. Powerful, There's yeah. a lot of because... commentary about, and they they actually got in trouble because of this in Japan. Uh, there was a, a a Japanese wrestler that uh, yeah. committed suicide in a very similar way because of online harassment. The exact yeah, same way they had. Tried to. They basically uh, they had a it's like Big Brother. Have you do you know what Big Brother is? Yeah. Has everyone seen yeah. Big Brother? Okay, yeah. so the reality show Big Brother. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, so. Uh, this Japanese in real life, a, a Japanese wrestler, an up and coming. Uh, actually, no, she was pretty famous, wasn't she? She was relatively famous at the time. Yeah. Yeah. She went on this reality TV show where it's like, here are up and coming talents in Japan's industry. And she had an incident where I believe was it? She, she hit some other guy's hat off his head or something. Cause he didn't okay. do the fucking laundry or something. I think it was hmm. like, it was something uh like, you know, something that you would it's it's super different because for us in the West, we have certain reality TV show stuff where we watch it like fucking Jersey Shore. Remember Jersey Shore? God, the fucking Jersey Guidos Shore. and all the fucking trashy shit that happens. Snooki. All the so all the reality TV that we have in the West is super trashy. Right. That's what sells here. So us seeing things like, oh, she literally got pissed off at this dude for not doing the dishes or doing the laundry. And she fucking flips her hand like what the heck dude and then it accidentally hits his hat off we're just like whatever that's nothing right literally there was the episode of remember snoop dogg had that dating tv show what? yeah vaguely. okay i don't know so that. a bunch of celebrities here get fucking dating tv shows or whatever like flavor Flav had one i remember there was one it was so fucking dumb of dating tv reality show one of the girl contestants literally shit on the floor I'm not kidding. No. Yes, that this was in the fucking TV show. That's a game right you. there if I ever saw one. <laughs> I think it was Flava Flav's Search for Love or something. One of the girls gets... Oh, search for Love indeed. <laughs> she shit on the love, floor. Love is a giant turd, Natai. <laughs> but, like, literally, Western reality TV is super trashy because that's the shit that's on air, okay? Mm. So this... Uh, Japanese wrestler doing that little like hand thing and she accidentally hits his hat off like to me as a western viewer of reality TV I'm like what like who cares right that's not a big deal mm-hmm. but uh, the Japanese fans like just they lit her the fuck up she's like oh you're so fucking rude I can't believe you do that you should fucking kill yourself and mm-hmm. one thing that you need to understand about Japanese uh, Twitter online stuff Japanese online communities is that Japanese people are very polite Ooh, right they're, they're very polite in their society they are fucking <laughs> vicious online bro like they literally yeah. you fuck up one time 
Okay, you fuck up one time, 10 years down the road, you will still have trolls and haters that will always bring that up, that you fucked up, that you did that. They do not let it go. They are fucking vicious. And yeah. this is what happened to her. She got bullied by a bunch of people online for doing that fucking little hat hit thing. And then she, she kills herself because she's just like, she had enough of it. And I'm just like, it, so, it's so fun. So what was the controversy towards Oshinoko in relation to so, that? In in the show, right, Akane sort of slap. I forget what, which name of the girl that is. She, she scratches slaps. her face. She's, and right. scratches, scratches the, the her face. face. Yeah. And so after she, that incident, she gets cyber bullied like relentlessly online, and it's ex- almost exactly what happened to that wrestler on the Big Brother like show. Yeah, and it's like uh, Akane did first and foremost. If you're getting harassed online, we always say this: do not feed the trolls. Do not no. engage. And the worst thing you end. could ever, the worst thing you could ever do is apologize. Because the fact that you are acknowledging something happened means it got to you. Now these yeah. trolls have an end to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so weird that it's like that. And so when that happened in the um in the anime in Oshinoko with Akane, like it, it hit really uh, close to, you know, for content create shit, because it's like you will you'll go through hundreds and hundreds of comments of support. Our people loving you, adoring your stuff, you know, like keep up the great work and stuff like that. And it fills you with so much love and like, ah, fuck, this is why we make content. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you get that one fucking person who just knows how to fucking stick you with the knife and twists. And you're just like, it's going to ruin your fucking day, dude. And the only advice you can give to that is like, just ignore it. Just you got to move on. You gotta ignore Man, it, which is very sometimes. hard if you're it is extremely hard, hard. Yeah. especially on like Twitter where they're literally just adding you all the time and you got like millions. You of mean you mean threads? Threads, yeah. Right? yeah. Are they threads now? Is, no, that's Instagram, Instagram launched a Twitter like thing and it's called threads, and now Twitter is suing them because they basically just hit control copy, control paste what? <laughs> to make the service. I didn't know that one. Uh, Meta owns this service, but, yeah. But you know, but no. you know what? No, number one, we got to meet the true best girl of this show. Her name is Memcho. Uh, <laughs> I love Memcho, bro. YouTuber no, girl, e girl. Come on, bro. <laughs> but she actually has e girl. She has that 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 little scene where she talks about like online content creation because she's a YouTuber. That's what she does. And he's like. No matter what I do, whether you know, no matter when I go live, no matter when I make content, I always have to put on the, the happy face, whether I'm actually happy or I'm sad or I just had my mother die. Like I have to put on that happy face because that's what people expect. And it's not easy. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, when we when you make content, you are a person online and this is your persona now. Mm-hmm. Like, um the uh for example hololive right mm. like corona she's every time she's on stream and she's like it's her stream she always has that like happy-go-lucky attitude like like a lot like she's like a, ex-potato no ex-potato <laughs> she's like a little dog right she acts yeah. like a little hyperactive dog but then in the streams where she's just she wasn't planning on streaming but she joins someone else's uh stream to just play games with them she's mm. super low energy because it's like it's tiring being that person all day. Which it, I, I look at someone like in whole life, someone like Pekora who streams two, sometimes three times a day. And she keeps up that energy. I'm like, how, how do you do this without just 
I don't either. Know. Either you have a lot of genuine energy that's like that, or you're in some serious therapy. <laughs> I have no idea, but I, I think that the reality dating show art it, it does really well in exposing uh, online cr content creation just in general, exposing yeah, and, like and the, cyber the bad building. things. Because a lot of people, you know, I, I get it. Everyone looks at uh, YouTubers and uh, Charlie hate... Markiplier. Yeah, on... <laughs> content creators. Okay, let's just get that out of the way. Everyone looks at content creators and wishes I could be a content creator. I wish I was Logan Paul. Yeah, God, me too, no. dude. I, I wish I was Logan Paul and Jake Paul and all this I'd other stuff. I'd rather be dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, might I wish I jump could jump off a building. Well, yeah, I I wish I could sit. It's in every front day, of a bro. Computer. It's every day, bro. Yeah, I wish I could sit in front of a computer for six to eight hours a day and make millions of dollars. Right, just being me but the thing is being me is not who i really am because if i was really because you know i'm everyone's just a regular fucking person man it doesn't matter yeah. how many millions of subs they have how much money they make they are a fucking person some they, people are better at taking things than others though yeah and it's like you got to understand that if you want to go into content creation there are things you have to consider memcho talks about this like when uh they make the apology video mm. where they're like we're gonna release the behind the scenes thing and then aqua's like oh i'll handle it memcho's like oh yeah do you know the perfect time to post do you understand like the yeah. <laughs> like all this other shit like that goes into like <laughs> surprise surprise there's an actual algorithm to how you should post things <laughs> there are certain days that are better and certain times that are better depending on the content that you're posting and the right hashtags that you need to do there's an actual amount of effort you have to put in to get people to click on your shit it sucks it's chasing the fucking um algorithm is, is what we you know we're on youtube we all we worship the almighty youtube algorithm sama okay <laughs> yeah, you guys are time. <laughs> we did it in sync too that was great <laughs> that's the that power was fantastic. of the algorithm but it's true though we we do research and we have to know when to post what time is the posting and then you got to mm -hmm. think about how to title things what the hashtags are because mm -hmm. what's popular what's not it, yeah. it's just something you have to do as a content creator and seeing the the work that a lot of people have to put in it's not as easy as it seems of like i turn on a camera and i play games for eight hours it's not yeah. that easy no. i wish it was that easy i do not and sometimes like some like the, some of the most work that's put into it is that part of making it look easy and natural and relatable. Like, the work you don't think, see is the hardest work. Yeah, like I think Super Apache have made a really fascinating video about like all these like YouTube courses of people literally trying to like scam people to like teach them how to become successful on YouTube, which is just a fucking lie. And it's like it's like people generally I look so relatable, but. Like I'm standing right now, I'm reading off a teleprompter. Like I'm, tr this is me trying to look as most relatable as it can be. Yeah, for I'm you a to scripted character. Yeah, I, I'm, a scripted I'm character. literally an NPC. I have a script in front yeah. of me, reading off. This is what I should say. This is it's how it's very I controlled. Say it. Yeah, and I practice a cadence. I'll have multiple takes. Like there's. I mean, I guess for us, they do at the end of that the the reality show that they're doing. Like by the end of it, they're like, "Okay, stand here, say these things. You're going to get rejected. You're going to you're going to say yes." Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I think um, it's a I, really good arc just for like because of how 
prolific online content creation is and how yeah. many people want to be an online content creator. It's like you understand that it's not for everyone. And, and the reaction from the crowd, the online crowd is like so yeah. harsh. It's so real. Yeah, I can't wait for us to get canceled because of Alex. And then I'll be like, all right, well, it's a good run, guys. <laughs> stop. Stop campaigning for the incest ending, please. Stop <laughs> yeah, it. stop it, Alex. I'm, stop I'm trying to cancel us. Give the people what they want. <laughs> the people, you mean you? Only there you. is only one way we can have I back. They got to Aqua and Ruby got to take one for the team. I, I hate all of this so much. <laughs> can I leave the podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, throughout the, course, throughout the course of this uh, uh, reality dating show arc, uh, at the end of it, uh, Akane and, and Aqua, like they're like the chosen couple. They hook up uh, on, on the show. Uh, and there's like this question is like, are we actually going to do this for real? Or is this, we just going to keep this up for a while. It's like a business thing. And I, I like how all through the, this little arc, you see uh, Kana get more and more fucking jealous. Oh yeah. She's, she's, she's had the biggest crush on Aqua since he was a kid. Mm. Like She was just, sh she was shook right when she got outperformed by Aqua as a kid. I was so we were watching this and we were doing a watch party on a server through this and about halfway through the show I, I had this revelation. I didn't know anything about the dub cast or anything they'd done for the English dub and I thought Kana's gonna get voiced by Monica Rial. I swear to God she is because she just seems like the character and then the next week I found out that they actually cast Monica Rial's sister as Kana. <laughs> That's funny. Close enough. Uh, I was almost right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Wrong I like sister. that little jealousy that develops, and uh, it kind of it kind of leads into the final arc where by the end of it, you realize there's like this budding like love triangle between Akane, Kana, and Aqua. Oh my god! And there's also like Akane and uh, Kana hate each other because hmm. like they were Nirana rivals. Was the yeah they were rivals because Kana is known as like the genius child actor. And then um, Akane is known as like the uh, the new up and coming like act play play actor, not really like movie actor, but the a new yeah. the new genius, a, a new right? genius. Yeah, and it's just like butting of heads between those two, and they like the same dude, and it's just like, oh shit, here's the rom com aspect. And he's but, so I mean, dense to it all. Ugh. I yeah, mean, he's not. Uh, nah, 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 just just wait till I season. do like just. just I do like how he's kind of like so throughout what after what happened with Akane is like obviously he's not interested in romantically, but it's like this is a good opportunity because she's from that school of acting that we're gonna like learn more about in the second season. It's like it's almost going to do that light Yagami type of life where he's gonna use her to his own game to advance and get more information about this mystery. It's I, I, I like that dynamic. It's really hmm. interesting. Yeah, so, Aqua is a very calculating dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's worth mentioning that in the background for, throughout, like the last arc, and a little bit in the uh, first arc or first major arc as well. After the first episode, uh, a big like thread that's going on is B Komachi, who is who what was I's like idol group that she was a part of, is being reformed by Strawberry Productions, who is the talent agency that Ruby and Aqua are working for, uh, and. Like they're trying to reform it, so they got they got Ruby on board as like the first like signed on idol talent, and then they she convinced... was the main force behind forming it. Yeah, 
Yeah, and then they have Kana join, and then at the end of the reality dating show arc, um, Aqua convinces Memcho to actually join the the idol group, and that's actually the last like major arc of the season is like the reforming of that group, figuring out who's going to be uh, the center, and then actually doing their first major performance together. So I've got a I've got a launch complaint. Oh boy, here we go. One of the few complaints I have about the anime is that in the manga, they spent a lot longer showcasing like the world of idols, which I know more about. So I'm like, it's cool that this is being thrown you out. You and I have talked to, about to this. Understand. Like, the world of idols is fascinating. It, it's it's good it's, music, a lot of it, but it's a shitty atmosphere to be in. Well, like, because there's different types of idols, right? Like, in the beginning, when Ruby says, I want to be an idol, um, Aqua goes like, what kind of idol? Like, you're going to do an underground idol, chic idol? Right, like cheek idols, so underground idols, they're not really meant to get pop. Like the dream is, if you're a, a cheek idol, you will be super popular and make a shitload of money. The reality, mm -hmm. you're like ninety nine percent of it, probably not. You barely make enough money to live. It will just be a shitty part time job, to be honest. And mm -hmm. you have to because you pay. So a lot of like cheek idol stuff, uh, you pay for the costumes because you're renting them from the agency. You're paying for your own. You got to bring your own makeup. Pay right. for your own makeup. How you make money is you sell um, pictures and handshakes and stuff. And the it's only way you can, yeah. yeah, autographs and handshakes after an uh, a show. And it's like, you got to do performing, you got to do singing, songwriting, stuff like that. Like it's It sucks. It honestly fucking sucks. And there's obviously, they talk about it a little bit uh, in the very beginning when Ruby wants to be an idol that as a cheek idol, there are certain people who get pushed to the front to be like, this person's going to sell us a bunch of money. And they're the favorite. Either they're sleeping with like the producer or the manager or something, or you know something's happening that's fucky that makes it so they can make more money than you. And it's it's fucked up. And it's like they didn't go into that much depth and detail about it in the anime compared to the manga because they mm. they talk a little bit more about it, which I like. And especially when they talk about like if you want to be an up and coming new idol, when they get to the uh the, with the new idol arc, they get to perform at um what was it? Idol Fest? Uh, uh, Japan Idol Fest. Japan J Idol J Fest. JIF. Yeah, JIF, which is a... I mean, it was a GIF. It's a GIF. <laughs> it's a huge event where basically idol, idol groups can go and perform, and this is like a collection. And, you know, the idol industry is fucking huge. Like, not only is it Cheek Idol, it's actual idol groups there. Actual, like, fucking AKB48 type of people. Like, fucking... Uh, Another idol group. Another idol group. I don't oh, know. Oh, the uh... French Ocho. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> They're an actual idol group. I mean, it's not just I meant sure, Japanese yeah. idol groups. But oh my god, Momo Hero Zero, Pink Clover Z, the hmm. the the other uh, uh, baby metal. There's a I don't know baby, baby metal. Um, baby metal is. I guess it's yeah. Well, baby metal I, was. I a, do like um, how. I do like how in the show they show the other like idol groups that the, the, the idol chit chat between them. And yeah. it's like uh, some of them only see this as a stepping stone to a different part of the entertainment industry. Mm, yeah. Can because you blame it though with how fickle it is. Well, yeah, because they, they do talk about like being an idol sucks because basically most people don't make money. It's hard to become the top performing idol. And what it's really useful for is just be to be a stepping stone mm -hmm. because, you know, once you go from like, I, I was a kind of popular idol. Now you can go into acting and stuff like that. They, they show that at the very beginning of I. Like, she's obviously uh, an idol, 
you know, performing yeah. and stuff, but she wants to branch out and become like an actor. And mm -hmm. that's, that's real. That's true. Like you leverage your positions like that because as an idol, if you get popular, you get to meet more people, you make more connections, you network. And now all of a sudden you can become someone who doesn't have to rely on millions sure. and millions yeah. of fans. You'll have production agencies and stuff like that. You have other people working for you. Yeah. So I, I, I really wish they showed a little bit more of like the toughness of being an idol because they show like, mm -hmm. all right. So they, they show like the girls training and stuff like that. And they do a montage, which I'm like, okay, I, I sucks that you showed a montage instead of like the actual work and effort they had to put into learning the songs, uh, learning the moves and stuff like that. Uh, and then they also like, they, they kind of hand wave a bunch of stuff during this arc, which is why I was like, that's kind of, that scene or the, that, that group of scenes where they're doing all the training stuff with Aqua in the costume of the one. Like, oh yeah, it's just, that was fun. <laughs> but I, 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 I do feel like I do feel John is like getting right right in the head. The problem that I have with this final arc is like things are moving by so quickly, and I'm like mm. it kind of hand waving. Actually, put in the work. Yeah, like I never got to see how Ruby is actually a. This is decent singer. They sort of joke about she's not great, but yeah, her and, is she good enough they, they to have the scene where perform like, though? Literally, the, the center is gonna be uh Kana because she can sing and dance, right? It's like yeah. okay, Memcho but, but about the other two. <laughs> yeah, it's like Memcho can't really uh can sing a little bit, but she can't dance. Ruby can dance, but she can't really sing. And but it's like, like, like two weeks later. Yeah. I like how in this arc you find out that Memcho has been lying about her age for years. <laughs> Thank God, too. I was like, oh my God, she's super hot. And it's like, oh God, she's underage. Oh God. Wait, no, she's actually 20, 25? I think, 20, right? That's 25. She's 26. 26. 26. She's closer to 30. That's, that's <laughs> and the, I'm like, thank God. <laughs> that's the issue I just had with this final. Like I, I just didn't feel as invested in this mm -hmm. section of the season as much as I was, especially in episode one, but then in Akane's arc, in the um, TV drama, the uh, reality show arc. But yeah, this it was kind of disappointing, just the last last batch of episodes, the last arc. It, just, it was good. I was enjoying myself, but I was just not invested at all emotionally in the characters, which is kind of a shame, because there are like some really cool moments, just like the, the, the final moment of the arc when they're performing, you have this sort of like closure, bringing it all back with Aqua holding out the white glow stick for Kana, and then yeah. doing the dancing to as a baby. Big shout out to our it. hype man! <laughs> what a great hype man! I know, right? Well, we all need a hype man like that. But I yeah, this final arc really was do. kind of disappointing for me. Yeah, I, 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 I can how people like, would think that. When we have the first two arcs, it's it does really well at showcasing like here's the industry, here's the fucked up shit, yeah. and here's like the building and a building of the character arcs and building of the characters, um, the, the actual characters themselves and stuff like that. And it's like, it's all done really well. And then you get hit the final arc and it's like, I get that there was too much to stuff in there. So they only left in the important stuff. And of course, yes, it got it, the message across, but I just wanted more because I'm like, this is actually super interesting too. However, yeah. we still have a chance because the idol arc doesn't technically end just yet. It doesn't end yeah. here. 
so that's bit, what I was, there's more to it so that's what i was gonna say like so at, at the very end of this like the the season itself ends on kind of i will say kind of a cliffhanger obviously there's still a lot of yeah. like, story threads that are out there but it's like so it's, we find out yeah. at the very end that there's this very popular manga that's getting a stage adaptation and in this particular manga there is a love triangle between the characters of course the characters that are in an actual love triangle get cast as those characters <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I, I like how it seems Strong. like even behind the scenes, like not just with Aqua, but like the the director that he's been working with is like his uh, Aqua is like being a protege for, and then this person who is like uh, another producer that's going to be part of the stage play. It's almost like everyone's got their own little angle that they're they're looking at for this. It's like I I got my own little like nefarious purpose. Because this is the industry. That's the industry. That, that's yeah, that's the industry. That, how, that's how, how it works, it dude. They they're selling. Because yeah. like even with the director of the stage play and the um the, the director of the TV adaptation, the and yeah. the manga adaptation, they were like saying, no, 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 you owe me a favor because I'm helping you do this. And it's like, no, 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 you owe me a favor because I'm helping you do this. And it's like that's actually how it works. <laughs> Yeah, like they're 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 all smiles and being pleasant, but it's like in reality, it's like I have I'm the one above you right now because I'm helping you out. Yeah, um, but I I do like that um, the sort of cliffhanger that it ends on with them getting cast in this, and it's like, all right, well, I I guess we're gonna just see how well this goes and how much this love triangle just keeps developing when they're actually having to portray a love triangle. So I will say that the the idol arc is kind of be like it, it's gonna be like the b plot now like it's it's mm. happening at the same time as the the next arc is gonna happen obviously but the idol stuff is still a b plot so it, it will still have both of those so it, it should probably bounce back and forth between those two in the next season and, and yeah as a second season has been announced in fact it was announced the day oh, the yeah. first season ended um i would you know wasn't shocked at all to find that out but um sure if I had to guess going forward, or maybe not entirely going forward, but at least a major part of the second season is probably going to revolve more around like the trying to find the father the with the well, that, but also trying to find more episode or more um, evidence about who Aqua and Ruby's actual father is. And then so. the idol stuff is going to take more of a background like position. I hope so. Cause if I had to guess, I, gra- I really gravitate towards the mystery aspect of the show and, delve into the industry and seeing the darker side of it i, I think yeah. it's just the more interesting parts of the show yeah agreed but um, aqua is like a main character to anchor it all. i think is a perfect protagonist for this series i yeah. i love it as a character it's agreed. really really interesting yeah. and oh man i know i know so much about what's about <laughs> to happen bro like like oh man i, I really want to talk about it <laughs> well guess what you're gonna have a chance to talk about it when the second season comes out <laughs> Yeah. Did they say if it's going next year or later today? I don't remember if they've said thus far. Um, I, it's been announced. I, I have to imagine it's going to be sometime within the next year to year and a half. Mm. I definitely uh, don't think they're going to um, do another feature length like first episode, though. I'd be shocked. Probably. To find not. That out. I, yeah. You know, if, if, if this is, which I suspect it will be, a complete adaptation. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the final episode ends up being feature length. We'll see. Um, Time will tell. But yeah, the, apparently the manga is still ongoing, but it is nearing completion. Oh yeah, like it's, it's wrapping. It's, it's wrapping up. It's like yeah, 
it's getting Maybe real close to being five done, more chapters so or something. I, I have know. I have a feeling that this is going to be a complete like anime adaptation. Which, if so, I'm looking forward to. I'm sure a lot of people are. Yeah, as sure. Well. It's a good show. Uh, yeah, that is the first season of Oshinoko. Uh, please tell us down below what you thought of of the show. If you've gotten this far and you haven't watched yet, bless you. <laughs> why what are you doing what are you doing Bless here we just spoiled the show for you go watch it uh um, but, the fucking manga yeah that too that too uh but thank you everyone for dropping in uh to listen to us talk about this anime that we love so much in the spring season uh don't forget to like and subscribe if you like what you saw and want to see more check down below where you can find links to anime club after dark on uh, twitch you can also join our discord server down below and we have a merch store where you can uh support us as well uh with that i have been your host alex and i will see you next time say goodnight guys good night good night guys i'm natai just let them take one for the team we can have i back oh my god no 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 stop it god. your brother and sister Leave it alone. Not Something. not spiritually, only physically. <laughs> There's an out. There's an out here for us. We can have this. Alex looking for the loophole in the contract that allows the incest to win. Yeah. Listen, just let me have this. <laughs> no, I won't. John just had enough. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. I'm, I'm all right. See you. Bye.